welcome back to the collective show today i have tara matruck here and we have a fabulous episode coming to you right now i'm so excited because tara has really been helping me understand myself a little bit more you know awakening the light being that i am and kind of helping me return home and she's really gifted she has an etsy shop called a uh, seraph dragonara and her Instagram is that as well. So definitely go check her out on her Instagram and her Etsy shop. We're going to go over some topics uh, today, mainly on like Akashic Records, animal communication, mediumship, starseed origins, connecting with dragons, wisdom of tree people and flowers and connection with spirit guides. I just want to say firstly, thank you, Alasia, for having me on your podcast, on your show. Uh, it's it's an honor to be here. And how my journey initially started was I lost my mom to breast cancer at a very young age. I was 11 and the universe just kind of took me under its wings and has been guiding me ever since. I learned to follow my own inner guidance system throughout the years. And I realized that when I didn't follow my own inner knowing from my heart, it would lead me into not the greatest situations. So I really started really listening to that inner guidance. My intuition just developed. I've always been able to um, see other beings and um, spirits and orbs and things like that, even when I was a very young age. And I've just known certain things. Like I've always known that Atlantis existed, even though I was told it wasn't true. I just knew that it was. Yeah, I've just developed it into bringing my gift out for um, helping humanity. One of my missions here, it's my greatest mission, is to help um the ascension process here on planet earth and to help others learn how to empower themselves through their own inner wisdom and their own inner guidance. Well, that's beautiful, Tara. Thank you so much for sharing that. And like when you're working with your, your spirit guides or your spirit team, what does that look like for you? Information comes through in many different ways to me. Your guides, they want you to go within. They want you to use your own inner knowing and your own inner discernment above all else. What they repeat again and again is like messages for others is that regardless of what people might see or feel or hear their guides coming through and saying to them to always bring it through uh, the layers of discernment. So bring it through your energetic field, like to test if it's truth, and then bring it into your heart space and envision that light in your heart and bring it in and really ask your heart, is this truth? There are many trickster beings out there and in the lower astral realms, the 3D realm and the 4D realm, even going upwards a bit, I feel that they can jump somewhat into the 5D, but they get kicked down. They're trying to infiltrate. So to really always above all else, it doesn't matter who is coming through or who is telling you something to always go with them. I always use a level of discernment, high levels of discernment. I've been shown many different things, and I feel that this is one um, message that really needs to get out to humanity, to not rely on external sources so much. I mean, your guides are there to help you. They are there to guide you. They don't have a problem doing that, but they really want you to
to work those inner muscles, those own, your own intuitive, um, your knowing, because all of the answers that you'll ever look for are found within. You have all of the technology to get you through anything on your journey. And really, everything that you need to know is coming from within within your heart, you are directly connected to source energy, whatever you refer to your higher power as whether it's creator, God, source, or whatever you refer to it as you are directly connected through the portal of your heart, the information that comes through, it is your responsibility to listen to yourself. Because when you don't do this, and you trust in external sources more than you trust in your internal, you are doing yourself such a disservice really softening into yourself into your heart space and really learning and don't be hard with yourself if you you feel you got something wrong or oh shoot I should have listened everything is a learning experience there is really no wrong way to do anything because this is essentially a school here on planet earth and we are here to learn I feel that the greatest lessons of all are like your inner discernment and trusting in the self and believing in your inner power as well as self-love. I get messages in various different ways. And if you don't receive messages this way, maybe there's a new way that will come through for you. So it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. I hear my guides. I'm very clear audience and, um, or telepathy. Uh, and I believe that everybody has this ability, but the thing with Telepathy is, or clairaudience, the messages come through sounding like you. They sound like your own inner thoughts. So you might think, no, I'm making this up. This is just my mind playing tricks on me. Learn to, a good way to do this is to envision yourself as if you are um, either standing beside yourself, looking at yourself, or you can even envision yourself above yourself. Um, you might envision yourself as a, a winged animal, um, a, a bird, and just watch your thought processes. So really pay attention to your thoughts and try and stay in a state of um, non-judgment. So whatever comes through, just watch it, just be an observer. And when you are in this observer state, it will enable you to be able to discern if something is coming through, you'll be like, no, I didn't just think that. That was something coming to me, right? So, and and then there's other levels of discernment. So if they say, you know, I am your guides, yada, 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 whatever they say to you, you, you need to still like bring that through and discern. And this isn't to scare anybody because fear is it's a program first off and there are many illusions that can be created to try and incite fear into getting you to try and give your power away to something the beings who might pretend to be guides um, might try and razzle and dazzle you and um tell you yeah you're the greatest and you know you have all of these superpowers and um they might try and like get you to go to these places and they'll always try and weave levels of truth in with the deception to make it seem more real. So there's, it's, we're all in like this ninja discernment school and it's like, I believe the ones that are meant to hear this message will hear the message because it is totally meant for you. I also receive images, um, 
I receive um, inner knowings, like just feelings within myself that where I just know something to be true, it doesn't matter what anybody is telling me, they could be telling me the complete opposite. And I will not believe it if it doesn't resonate as truth within me. It's like a truth detector inside of you. And it's called your heart. Speak to your heart. Talk to your heart. It has uh, more sensory neurites than your actual brain does. Become a great friend to your heart and trust in it and allow it to guide you. I want to share an experience I recently just had that I shared with uh, Tara. I was kind of working with 5D time matrix and doing like little time travel where things were sped up, but for other people it was slowed down. And I've noticed that when you're also activating your, your crown chakra and your third eye, these chakras to be more expanded with light and awareness, it comes with the level of needing to use protection and discernment because like Tara said you are like more of a target your light shining brighter you are more if of a like a highlighter in a pile of pins where people will kind of gravitate towards you and that comes with um, more malicious beings as well and I noticed that I've been feeling very sensitive on my crown and my third eye ever since that's been activated. And I noticed that the frequencies that you're also around does affect your energetic field. So I suggest doing protection shielding every day, a part of your spiritual hygiene. Personally, I use 12D shielding. I haven't had any malicious beings come across my awareness ever since I've been doing 12D shielding. And that's actually what has been helping me expand my awareness and my light on a daily basis. Me and Tara were talking about this, but using crystals as protection where like Shungi or Hematite to also block off the electromagnetic waves, such as like EFT, microwave waves, stuff like that. It will also help you protect your, your crown, your third eye. Um, and just in general, your energetic field when you're elevating to these higher realms of consciousness. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, the 12D shield is one that I do daily. Um, I've been doing it for a very long time. There is a woman, her name is Lisa Rene. Um, she is absolutely amazing. Um, she has a site called Energetic Synthesis. And she actually created the Ascension Glossary online. She goes pretty deep down the rabbit hole. There hasn't really been anything that hasn't resonated as truth coming from her. I feel that, yes, the third eye, it actually helps us reach out to these other astral realms and to help activate our um, our DNA. However, I feel that... Um, the heart is really the leader in it all. What I've done in the past is just connected my third eye to my heart. And I just envision, I use white light because it encompasses all of the colors of the rainbow. So, and so I, I use that like a platinum divine light and I just drop it down to my heart space and they already are connected, but it just helps solidify this connection that they're working in unison with one another. And um, yeah, with the 12D shield, it's um, her technique that she devised. Um, it's about bringing through um, from, you go from your third eye and you drop this platinum light um, in the form of any shape that resonates with you. She uses a Merkaba star and um, 
drop it down right through the central column of your body and down into the earth, right down to the center of the earth's core. And then you connect. Grounding is extremely important on your journey. Um, people want to be all up in the astral realms and um, they think it's really cool. And the thing is, we need our Earth Mother's energy. This actually helps us. It helps us stay grounded. Um, so we're not all lofty up there and like all lost, but um, it also helps uh, amplify our energy field. So it makes us stronger. Like we are from other different star systems, but we're also here from Earth and we're in a human body. So it's really, really important to connect with um, the Earth. So and then she brings back up from the Earth star from the earth it's like the earth chakra system so from the earth star she brings you bring up that platinum light and bring it up throughout your entire body and um then your Merkaba will stop or whatever symbol resonates with you will stop about three feet below your feet and spin it i spin mine counterclockwise and uh and then i envision it going up in a column all around my body and um, the start continues up through my central column past my third eye up through the crown about four feet above my uh, head and then I spin again counterclockwise and I seal like I, I feel the seal happening at the top and um, so I'm contained in this container. And then I send the Merkaba out to um, Andromeda, to the Andromeda star system. And the Andromedans, I believe, gave her this technique to help protect. And you bring back through the Andromedan energies into the field, the codes that um, they have gifted humanity. And sometimes I will do it twice a day. I, I usually do it in the morning before I start my day and then before I go to sleep. Do you practice that technique with other star systems or you just practice it with Andromedan? I do it with the Andromedan star system because I believe that that is their gift. But I also know I'm divinely protected by my my group of guides. Oh, so, okay. yeah. And I believe that we, we all are. We also... Um, we also have that coding within our DNA. So there's um, different gene segments and how I'm always shown the DNA. It's there's no junk DNA. First off, what they're referring to as junk DNA is not junk. It's it's a way I feel it's a program to kind of demean that DNA that they don't know what it does or that they're afraid that it will get out into humanity. Um, so by calling it junk, I feel that that really puts like a low um, frequency on it. Uh, this DNA is, it's multi-stranded and it definitely has different um, gene sequences in it. I feel that they activate like different gifts that you've come to bring the planet, gifts that um, nobody's even heard of. I'm being guided to also talk about something else. So within the spiritual community, you also have to use levels of discernment. Um, there is infiltration everywhere. And this isn't to knock any sort of energy healing, but I do want to really specify that 
if you want to get into energy healing, you do not need to become a Reiki healer. I became certified years ago as a Reiki healer. And firstly, I don't feel that um, calling somebody a healer is... um, I feel that takes away power from the other person. So I feel that you help them enable themselves, their own system to heal itself. And secondly, I don't feel that if you want to become an energy healer, that you need to follow somebody else's gift that they came to planet earth with. So this person who came and developed this technique of harvesting the Reiki universal energies, um, now it's like, This is like the standard that everybody must go through this route. This is absolutely not true. You have, if you're being called to be a healer, you have your own technique within you. Unlock it. Before you go to sleep every night, set an intention. You know, you can ask your guides for help. You can speak to your cells. You can at, you can speak to your DNA and every single cell of your body and ask it to activate and bring forth your divine gifts. Tell it. Tell your DNA that you are willing and you are able. Speak to the universe, the higher astral realms, and tell them that you are in service to them and that, you know, you feel within you and ask for guidance. If it does not come naturally, ask them to show you what you are meant to do. Let's say you want to um, work with crystals and you have this urge to go stand in a lake with a crystal on your head and in between your hands and toes and um, do some sort of energy harvesting from the earth or from you know the higher astral realms. Do it. Work with your guides. Do what resonates with you and really the opinions of others really doesn't matter when you have a truth within your heart and you feel within you to do something, do it. I think what you're saying is think um, unlimited because there's limited possibilities and don't put yourself in a more limited space thinking you have to be and do this specific law in your reality for you to expand and activate your gifts. And that's true. Your gifts naturally activate, yes, in certain seasons of your life for what is meant to be a part of your orchestrated journey. But also you can practice these activated gifts without needing a certificate, without needing a paper to prove that you are a divine sovereign power law of one being. So I 100% agree with you. When you're working with these realities, your reality is meant specifically for you. It's your own inner world, and then it comes out of your external world. So you definitely want to focus on your inner world and your specific reality, because that is what's most important. You're agreeing to the laws that you want in your own reality. I've even been experiencing this lately where I have to use discernment and really observe everything because everything is also synchronicity or a sign that you can use to your daily advantage. And that's why when you say observing, it's not always just being present and observing. It's actually observing, you know, what you're thinking, what you're saying to people. Look around your environment. Do you see a synchronicity? Do you see a sign? There's so many different messages that comes if you decide to just observe and be present. But also it's using your discernment of which laws you'd like to apply in your reality because it's it's unlimited possibilities and you're the one that's setting limit. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. A hundred percent. Nothing happens by chance. 
Like, absolutely nothing happens by chance. Signs come in many different ways, and it's not just repeating number sequences. If we want to talk about numbers, it could be you're walking down the street and you see 1324, and that really stands out to you. Do a Google search, 1324 angel number, and then go with whatever link resonates with you. There's messages that come through in many different ways. It could be uh, lyrics in a song that really stand out. You could be thinking a thought and then watching a YouTube video and they say the same word at the same time you're thinking the thought. Or you could be looking at a word, reading a book, and you hear somebody pass by and they say that same word. Um, it could be signs. It's like, it's just infinite. Yeah. And it's really cool. Cause two days ago, um, I had like five angel numbers appear on like people's licenses and I'm like, okay, like you're showing me, I'm like being protected at this time. I'm being guided to wherever's coming up next, you know? And that same day before I left work, I was reading a book about multidimensional portals and travels. And the person who made the book was a shaman. And it was like, my coworker is a shaman and she just brought up shamanism to my attention again. And that next day I was just reading a book that I was guided to get. And that person was a shaman and wrote nine other shaman books. They also are Lumerian. They work with ancient Kemet. Like that's a book for me. Like that resonates with me because I do all those things as well. And then later that day, when I'm doing my 5D time matrix travel, I'm like experiencing what time really is and how to operate like it for myself. And then I realized, oh, wait, this is also an activated Merkaba, which was a channel, it was a download. Another synchronicity, you're activating your Merkaba. We're showing you how this operates in the 5D realm. Like this is how multidimensional matrix time travel works. That same moment, maybe an hour into that, because I journaled that down. An hour into that, my family was like, let's watch a movie. The movie was called, it was called Genie. So it's a Christmas movie. And they didn't like realize they used their intuition to pick that for my own synchronicity. But they were talking about multidimensional time travel twice in that movie. This whole day was to teach me about multidimensional time travel, activating my Merkaba, but also like, it's, it's just observing the signs and the synchronicities the way that it aligns and applying it with your discernment and just and also just writing it down I think just writing it down even if it doesn't resonate at that time it resonates later on and I think that's what's beautiful about it is the more that you learn to trust the process and even just being open-minded to allowing these gifts to come in that's what the magic is you know you're the magic yeah that's that's amazing yeah, what a great experience. About the Akashic Records. It looks different for everyone because it is just a, um, it's a frequency of information that it's kept that you have access to, like light, light codes. Yes, how I look at the Akashic Records is that it is the best comparison, I guess, could be compared to a library of anything that has ever happened and on planet Earth. Earth has its own Akashic record. So this is all stored. When I go into the records, I don't necessarily see a library, but it comes through to me in energy. So sometimes I see it as like light rays, or I see it as lines of energy, like they're moving. 
how I receive my energy is quite the same way I receive my energy um, through my guides. There are beings that are in the records that keep the Akashic records. I converse with them as well. You have to use levels of discernment. I used a like I had a really hard lesson learned uh, from that. And my guides told me, you know, you you just can't get comfortable like that and assume that everything that you are receiving is absolute truth. So again, this isn't to scare anybody, but I feel that um, there can be interceptions. It's not that what's coming through from the records is false. It's how when the information is being transferred to you, there can be an interception is what I feel. And the information can become skewed or um, tainted, or they can try and bump out one of the, the beings who's giving you information and try to mimic them if you hear their voice or whichever way it comes through, they can try and mimic and feed false information. So um, ninja discerning is is necessary it really is so what i do i usually i'll go into the records and then i receive information and then i'll go back in i do voice recorded readings and um it's not only what's told to me it's also what's shown to me so i feel the levels of discernment when i go back in and i'm i'm constantly discerning it's like if something's coming through to me and um it's so fast. It happens. It's like milliseconds, I guess. And sometimes it's just a knowing, um, whatever I'm hearing, whatever I'm seeing, whatever I'm feeling or knowing to be truth in there. It's like, it's constantly being sifted through me, like the energetic field as, um, whether it's truth or not. I wanted to share something with you. So I went outside just now to like go ground. I had a banana and uh, like butterflies, like monarch butterflies are my uh, sign from my my team. So one flew past me and I, I'm eating my food and I look, I just happened to look down at my food as I'm eating and there a little ladybug was just on my plate. And I'm like, oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my God. I'm Where in, are you located? I'm in uh, Houston, Texas. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm in Canada. So I'm in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And um, it's 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 not as cold as it's supposed to be, but it's cold here. So the monarchs have, have flown oh, down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love them. I know. Aww. I was so like, and it was a, and I'm noting this so I can remember it was a red ladybug. And oh, it was that's so, so beautiful. Cute. I started fangirling. Like, I was like, oh, that's hilarious <laughs> with dragons I had like what looked like a Chinese dragon visit me in my dream one time mm -hmm. and I knew it was a real dragon because it had its aura around it and also I could like feel like intuitively it was a real dragon yeah um, and I was riding on the back of it and it was just flying in the dream and it was oh, that's amazing I really feel connected to them in some way and with tree people I uh when I connect to trees they normally like move their branches and touch my hand or dance for me and stuff. So I'm very familiar with trees in general. I know they are actual astral beings and trees, like the consciousness of it. The dragons, um, I connect 
personally with the Seraphim dragons and hence the name Seraph, Dragonara. <laughs> and um, they are an extremely high dimensional being. Um, they are up there in the 12D, even past the 12D. They are angelic beings uh, and they are completely filled with divine love and light. Uh, they have been with me, you know, since the day I arrived here on planet earth, your intention is everything first off, like, and your concentration as well. So whatever you put your focus on, you are connecting with, even if you can't hear it or feel it, you are connecting with it because everything is absolutely energy. So, um, they are just always with me, watching over me, protecting me, guiding me. There's different forms of dragons, different types of dragons. Um, there are many amazing dragons. And when there's always a shadow aspect too, um, but there's dragons in um, every single dimensional plane of existence and many different types of dragons. We have earth dragons here. We have like the water dragons, the air dragons, the fire dragons, all different kinds of dragons here. Um, we have them in every single um, dimensional plane of existence. A way to connect with them is just set the intention that you would like to connect with them and for them to um, give you a sign to bring through their presence. You can do it also in your dream time. You can set an intention that you want to connect with the dragon energy. Make sure you're saying that you want to connect with beings who are of divine love and light and that are in service to others. Um, so they're not self-serving beings. They are genuinely pure of heart and they want to help. Um, whether it be humanity, planet Earth, the animals, they are absolutely amazing beings. Anything you can think of exists. Everything that we believed when we were children, the fairies, the little people, um, you know, gnomes, elves, unicorns, these all truly exist. They are in different dimensional planes of existence. And even our thoughts are things. It's not like our thoughts are energy as well. So we always have to be conscious of that. A lot of these beings, they will connect with you when your frequency is at a higher vibrational plane of existence. So um, they find it really hard to come into, um, they put themselves, I feel, at risk as well by coming into the lower um, frequencies. So when you're, let's say, um, you don't have to go into meditation to connect with them, absolutely not. But if you are sitting in nature and um, you are just feeling into the resonance of nature, the frequencies of nature, this is helping you elevate your own frequency and just being in the present moment as well without all of the um, lower vibes that are, you know, placed upon us in this 3D, 4D realm. Um, I believe that we jump back and forth into these different realms and even into 5D as well. Dragon energy as well, they will come through and I feel that they anchor themselves into the physical plane by... Um, taking the form of something energetically. So it helps them anchor. So it's kind of like us grounding, even though we're 
we're kind of stuck here on planet Earth. Um, when you're up high in the astrals, it's like coming down and grounding. So they become uh, grounded to um, things that are of the Earth. It could be um, a tree branch. It could be a rock. It could be um, even if you have like um, a little sculpture uh, made out of some sort of crystal or uh, a metal dragon, it can help anchor it into that when you're connecting with the dragons though like uh specifically i guess the ones that you connect with like more often what do how do they communicate it's like telepathic like do they sound yep. differently yep they actually do sound differently um i hear i hear the voices um the ones i connect with they they tend to have it's kind of like a lower octave the way it comes through to me and I'm not I feel like this is the way that they know that I will know it's them but it's also I feel them I feel their divine frequency so um, I hear it telepathically like mm -hmm. it's through Claire audience 100 yeah. percent but they also will come through um by um they've gifted me things too and I know it's from them but it'll be like earthly earthly things that they've gifted me like I'll find a pair of um one day I found like these um metal butterfly wings but they're gold and sparkly and they were very like intricate so I have them like on a little altar um Aww. they've gifted me with wings as well like little angel wings I found a few of them um yeah they they will like or flowers I find um like from a bouquet of flowers, I'll find like a white rose or mm -hmm. um, a red rose or um, just a flower just laying there that fell out of somebody's bouquet. And they know I'll pick it up and I take it home and I put it in water. That's like I don't beautiful. leave them laying on the street. Yeah. But what's a way to gift beings back? Like I know you can do ancestral altars, but like say for instance, we're not selfish beings. Like we're selfless, and it's not take take take. It's like a give and receive for energetic exchange to flow. So yeah. how would us as humans be able to give them something? I give them my love. Oh. Um, I yeah, I send them. I send them my love. They're really not of. Um, they know that we're in the material plane of existence, but it's not. I don't feel it's about giving something tangible. I do give back to our Earth Mother one hundred percent. I will like take crystals. I will put intentions into the crystals, and then I will put them sometimes where I'm guided to, other times where I'm just feeling. Um, some place might need a little bit of extra love where a, a human won't be able to find it. You know, there's various spots and trees where you can drop crystals. Um, you can throw them into ponds. Um, you can make sure they're not crystals that are going to um, disintegrate if you're putting right. it into like a water system or something. Like I do rose quartz a lot, clear quartz. Um, any anything really you can do tiger's eye wh whatever you feel and I just I gift it back I've given crystals to trees for the the dragons in particular I really um I send them love or you can like maybe um burn some sage or some cedar or something and you can send your love into if you're connect want to connect with a fire dragon you can send your love into that and then you know through the fire um, send out that intention um, with 
with water as well. You can, you know, connect, set the intention that you want to connect with the water dragons who are of divine love and light. And you can, you can give an offering of a crystal into the water, or you can stand into the water and speak your, your wishes into the water. Like you can send it love, you can send it protection and you can, um, send it gratitude. Uh, gratitude is a very big one. And I also give all of my guides gratitude. I all love of the time. gratitude. I've been doing yeah. a gratitude journal. And when I sit outside and sunbathe, I'm like, wow, I feel so happy. Like yeah. I don't have to do much to be happy, but just be present, send the sun and just be grateful. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, gratitude is one of the most powerful forces here. It's one of the most powerful energies that and love. Remember when I sent you the uh, Oracle cards that was like all pink out of the all white deck and they gave yes. me a little message. Uh, the last one said, love me. And now that clicked in my head, that message was for now. When you said, how can I, how can we gift them? They just want me to fill my heart and send them love as a form of Aww. give and receive. And I guess anything that aligns with um, the vibration of love is a gift for them. And that's beautiful. And a hundred percent, they feel those energies. That's going to make me cry. <laughs> I, I also want to, I'm being guided to tell you. So our sun, uh, the sun up in the sky, it is a conscious being. Yes. It has known every single one of us since the day we arrived on planet Earth. And it's known some of you even before you came to planet Earth. So there are actual sun beings as well. And the sun, he... I call him a he. I feel it's more of like it's the masculine. masculine. It is. 100%. And um, he will acknowledge you. So I am being urged to tell you to give the son gratitude for all that he does. Because without him, we would not have life on this planet. Yeah. Um, and he will actually shine brighter for you. Aww. So when you, when you, I always... When I go outside, I tap my heart three times and that's my, that's my way of letting him know I'm, you know, activating my heart space. I'm sending my love to him and within like a second, he starts to shine brighter and he shines down light codes um, to you. He actually helps you um, activate and you breathe in those light codes, you absorb them in through your skin, you're through your energetic field, and he really helps you amplify and fortify yourself. Yes, I, and I felt that because when I was out there, I couldn't even stare at the sun because it was so blinding, it was so bright, so I was like, woo, and I looked right back down, but I've noticed like, that's why I made uh, sitting in the sun a part of my daily routine, especially in 2024. It's like a necessity for me to like go in nature um, on a daily basis, even if it's a mindful walk around. But at least I'm in the sun and connecting with the moon and the sun because I know the moon enhances your psychic abilities and also your feminine energy and it helps you recharge and rest. But the masculine energy of the sun helps you be motivated throughout the day, it gives you energy, it heals you, it like you said, it activates your light. And I've been definitely intuitively picking that up. So you just confirmed something that I needed to hear because I'm like really excited to actually start doing that in the new year on a daily basis. So I really need to hear that. 
Yep, yep. As as soon as you start thanking him, just thank him for everything that he does. And um, just start forming, like you already have a relationship with him, but most people aren't aware of this. So when you start thanking him, he is going to shine brighter. You will notice most definitely, and this is him acknowledging that he's he's consciously like communicating with you and he's aware and thanking you back. That's so um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He he truly is a beautiful being. And um a lot of the light that comes down to um the planet, um, when you see like the light dancing on the water, mm. these are actually beings. So they look like sparkles on the water, but if you really pay close attention, they are hovering above the water. Um, they, they look like they're dancing on the water. Um, I was down at a pond near my, my home, um, last summer and I was walking along like the path along the pond and I noticed that those sparkles started traveling and that's a very big pond and they started traveling across the pond and they were coming right to me and um, I was there with my dog and we were walking along and I noticed that they started following like right beside me and so in my mind I asked them I'm like who are you? And they told me that they were beings from the sun mm -hmm. and that what they do is they are helping purify the waters and they are helping um, bring through codes and um, putting in codes into the water, like codes of protection, codes of healing. Mm -hmm. um, oh, oh, yeah. Codes of love. And I watched them. There were two ducks there and they sparkled right over the ducks and the ducks were just like you know, really, but yeah, it, it was amazing. It was like such an incredible experience. You know, that just reminded me when I um, start setting my attention over my waters and stuff to definitely also let the moon and the sun bless it as well. And that would be really good for me. So thank you for that. See, this is why we need you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most definitely. And you can also, I, I also do that with my water. Um, You can do this with um the moon energy during like a new moon. You can leave your water out like a jug and have that new moon, Um, that the things that you want to bring into your life, um, charge the water and full moon is all about releasing so it's releasing about what you don't want in your life and you can put those intentions into your water and what I personally also do with my water is I put specific words and I stick them onto um, I have a big jug of water and I stick those words onto it um, gratitude love um, and whatever else resonates with you and it also charges the water and I'm also being guided to tell um, all of you guys if you haven't heard of Dr. Emoto E-M-O-T-O -O, he is he was a Japanese scientist and he did studies on the consciousness of water. So you can, you can try this out, take a glass of water and start sending love from your heart, like a care bear, shooting it into the water, taste the water beforehand, shoot your love into it and then taste the water afterwards. You can feel the water resonating the love frequency back to you. Um, and you can do this with anything. Um, like even even if you have a bath, you could put your intentions into the water. Um, water really is a conscious being as well. Mm, thank you so much for that. And 
I definitely will check that book out too because I have another book on like what water consciousness and how it vibrates and setting intentions on it. So I'm definitely going to look up that book as well. So thank you so mm -hmm. much for that. When we're going back to the topic of dragons uh, with animals per se though, how does that sound like uh, telepathically for animals? Because the thing, there's this funny joke that I say, which is like how animals can shapeshift into human, like human figures too. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I feel like Tuck, like my dog Tucker, will purposely shape shift into that to scare me because he's so he's such a little human in a dog's body. How I hear them might not be the same way you might hear them. It's the way the energy comes through. Um, so for me, they they sound like it sounds like a voice, but it's um and speaking, but it's, it's different from my own inner thought process. So, and I also do want to say that they are higher dimensional beings that have come down and they have basically relinquished their free will. So I, they had the free will to come down, but they are so giving of themselves that they are here as our greatest teachers. I believe um, we have so much to learn from the animal kingdom. And uh, I believe that, and I know that many of our, what we would call pets, we have known in past lives. Do the flowers sound like trees or are the flowers different as well? They just come through in a voice that is um, specific to them. Like we all have our different voices so do they it's not it's not like all trees kind of have this same similar voice it's how it's transmitted through my energetic field I feel that they find like it's like the neural connections the way it registers within your your mind space so um I hear them some of them have like deeper voices some of them have higher voices um it's it's very, it's very different for, for all of them. And it might come through sounding like your own thoughts. For example, if you want to connect with the tree people, what I strongly suggest is that um, just go up to a tree or you could just be walking by and just ask it its name. You may or may not get an answer. If you don't get an answer, walk by it the next day. You might even want to go up to the tree, put your hand on the tree. If you hear a name, trust that you're not making it up and the more you build um the connection with placing your focus on the tree people the more you will be able to feel their focus is on you as well you will truly be able to feel that they are watching you and that they actually see you at a very deep level they see you for who you truly are uh, and yeah, a hundred percent. And when they know your heart, they will talk to you. They will, um, hold space for you. They are always there for you. And you don't even have to be in front of the trees. It could be a tree. Um, for example, I have a tree that's across the street from me and I connect with him you know, or I know when he's connecting with me, he'll pop into my mind. And then I just I send him love. It doesn't even have to be um, a tree that's even near you. It can be on the other side of the world. There is really no separation. So as you were saying earlier, um, Alasia, about 
what you put your focus on is what you're basically consenting to and like the laws and stuff that you're allowing into your life. This is true with everything. There is absolutely no separation. Um, it could be somebody who has passed on. If you are thinking of them, you are connected. When you go outside and you start speaking to the sun and he starts shining brighter for you, you'll see how fast the connection happens. It might take a second or two, um, but it, it happens. So it's the same thing with your guides. When you're thinking of your guides, um, you might not know what they look like. You might not know names, but there is absolutely no separation. You can connect with somebody or if you, if you think of somebody um, on the other side of the world, let's say you don't know if it, that exact moment they're thinking of you that you popped into their mind we are all connected and it doesn't just have to be in this astral plane yeah <laughs> was clear audience a natural gift for you that was already awakened or did you practice that when I look back at it I have always um heard my guides um but it happened more so when they were more like showing themselves to me and stuff as I was little and growing up, I didn't hear them. But when I became a teenager, um, a little bit later on in my teen years, around like 18 or so, um, it started becoming um, more pronounced, but it wasn't so often. I think that they didn't want to um, either scare me or um, my system might not have been that developed, but I really started calling them in. I would go into meditation and I would know that my guides are there and I would envision them as divine beings around me, not necessarily um, putting faces or anything to them, but just energetically knowing like um, that they are there. And then I would ask them, I would invite them to come closer and I would sit and I would feel into the frequencies and then I would feel them come closer and then I would ask them to move back and come closer and move back. And I, I really started working with this practice and I invited them in and I started asking questions. And um, then I started paying attention, um, being really present and I would hear them. And at first it started coming through sounding like my own thoughts. Yeah. So I would really watch my thoughts to um, make sure it wasn't me that mm -hmm. was, you know, playing some kind of game with my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this is this is how it developed. Uh, for me, I've had an ex a few experiences with Claire audience, but when I was around like the age of 14, and I could hear them, but that then like, like, I don't hear like clear audiently in this season, but I've experienced it. So I know I have the ability to do it. So you feel like maybe certain gifts are activated at certain times for you to experience? I definitely do. And I feel that you will not be given anything that you can't handle. It's what I feel within myself. And I'm not saying that that's not how it is. But within myself, I just know it's, um, they come through quite a bit, but it's not like I'm continuously um, talking to them and asking them things. I like to go within a lot and they like you as well to figure out things, but they're always there. Like if you call on them, it's like, 
they know and they're they're like basically there. I've had people tell me before, um, you know, like, how can you talk to your guides? I can't talk to my guides. And it's like, sometimes they may not want to come through because it's a lesson that somebody needs to learn because they cannot interfere with your free will, nor will your guides. I mean, they might suggest that you you do something, but they will not demand and tell you you must do something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, you might be like, well, you know, how did I get into that kind of trouble? Like, where were my guides? And a lot of the time, it's about you learning how to work um, your energy. And it's like, you level up to another level. It's about, you know, it's like a video game. If you're playing a game and then you've completed a level, it means that you've learned how to master everything in that level to get to the next level. They're not here to like completely like guide you and tell you what to do because it's not their life. It's yours. So it's a school here. So you might be like, Oh my God, that was kind of a dangerous situation I was in. You know, where were my guides? They're there with you, but they might not necessarily tell you what to do. Like I've had experiences like that as well. And I'm like, I, I, I got like a little bit upset with them. Where were you guys? You know, but they're like, we knew that you would get yourself out of it. How can we build discipline and protection on our own if we're always depending on other people, like a higher power to do it for us? And we're not really experiencing working within ourselves so I I understand that it takes a level of working within yourself to learn from experiences before always trying to run for guidance to them to fix every issue because there's not a wrong or right way to do things and there's also an infinite possibilities of ways to do things so it's always about finding the infinite way that you would like to work with that specific outcome or solution so that makes sense that makes 100% a lot of sense they want you to own your inner power right? So it's like to believe in yourself to believe that you have the ability to overcome any sort of obstacle that you know, comes in your way. And they they're not going to interfere with your free will, they absolutely will not. And sometimes I ask for guidance. I I have um, a really good friend too. um, just back to the tree people. Um, We wrote a book together about the messages of the tree people. Um, They're called Sacred Warriors of the Earth, but she's extremely intuitive and um, Claire uh, audience as well, like through the telepathy. And um, she will speak with her guides as well. And sometimes they do not come through. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll both ask, like, what's the next step on our journey? Like, and a lot of the times there's silence. So it's, it's not this, um, it seems like a very glamorized kind of a thing. Like your guides are going to be always holding your hand and telling you, no, no, don't do that. That's not how it is. It's absolutely (laughs) not how it is. Uh, Sometimes the universe throws you doozies, but you know what? We took it on and that's the only way we learn. And these are also activations. I believe it's like, remember the video game. It's getting up to the next level. Yeah. And it's like, you have to go through certain experiences in your life to master that, to get to the next level of the game in this sense, your ascension process. A hundred percent. And the thing is like something, um, something like really low vibrational can happen to somebody, but that's like a heart activation, believe it or not, because it helps expand the heart into more compassion and empathy. 
everything happens for a reason. Absolutely everything. This is what I know to be truth. Because we are the one being in all this is interconnected. It's all happening for a reason because it all is us. And yes. that's why it's very important to make yourself your home, your being your home, because if everything is interconnected, everything is you, you don't have to use escapism from yourself. Like, that's why you seek within, you ground within everything that you are, where your being is, this home, this awareness, and make peace with where you are right now in the present moment. And that's how you find your neutral point from fear and love from the feminine and masculine from you know limited to unlimited it's find the neutral point of accepting where you are now and making peace with who you are now at the same time this was a beautiful activated episode I mean I am so grateful to have met you to um even experience the same lifetime as you oh <laughs> well thank you so much for being a fellow star sister here on the planet thank I'm you I'm so Sarah. happy that you are here as well you bring so much light. You are so knowledgeable and you shine so bright. Thank, Thank you, you so for being much. here. Just know that you are not alone here on your journey. Um, even if you feel um, isolated, maybe from others, your guides are here with you. You are here to shine your light. You are here to walk this journey. Set intentions out there to connect with other like-minded um, individuals and to always maintain your sovereign power to not let anything outside of yourself dictate what you do with your thoughts your or your body. So to really always maintain your sovereign power, if you are ever feeling sad or any sort of angst or anything like that, sit somewhere quietly and put your hand on your heart and connect with your heart light. Connect with that divinity within you. It's connected to your higher self and to source energy and bring that light up within you bring it through your body and expand it out into your field. And you can also bring down divine light rays, golden light, um, platinum light, rainbow colored light, and allow it to infuse your body and wrap around you like blanket and feel into the love that will get you through anything. Yes, yeah, so did I. Thank you so much, Alicia. Love you so much.